0: Welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan of Neo News Today. In episode 34 of the NNT pod, I spoke with Paul DiMarzio, the marketing director for the Interwork Alliance, a nonprofit organization that aims to empower the adoption of protocol agnostic, token-powered services, and dApps. In this episode, we discussed Paul's background as an engineer And his blockchain experience at ibm and the ethereum enterprise alliance we spoke about why the iwa is doing something that no other consortia has done before how it's member driven and what tokenization means for businesses it's obvious that paul is passionate about blockchain and the opportunity that this nascent industry offers overall it was really great to hear the invigoration from someone who has a career that has spanned across so many well-known companies. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Hey guys, what's going on? Dylan with Neo News Today. Today we are joined with Paul DiMarzio of the Interwork Alliance. How are you doing today, Paul?
1: I'm doing great, Dylan. How are things with you?
0: I'm doing awesome. Um, so I really want to thank you for taking the time to chat with us because you guys just started up officially uh, last earlier this month, actually, and so you must be quite busy.
1: Yeah, we started June second, and uh, we actually held a public our first public webinar yesterday, and uh, that's just blown through the roof. I mean, I I know we were busy at the beginning of June dealing with that, but so many people came and listened to us yesterday, and I'm getting inquiries. It's just my head is blowing up,
0: it's, which is all
1: good. It's good stuff, but uh, keeping me busy.
0: That's what you want to hear. And, and I was on that webinar as well. We'll we'll discuss that in a little bit. But um, for our, the Neo News Today listeners, uh, they might not be very well uh, akin or privy to what the IWA is or who you are. So, could we just start with who are you? What's your background, and what got you first interested in blockchain and cryptocurrency?
1: So you're talking about me personally here, or, yeah? Or the you IWA? Oh, okay? Well, wow, I've got a long, I've got a long uh, career. I started in IT in, in 1984, um, all right? And uh, I actually worked for IBM for, for 33 years uh, and uh, finally said, you know what, I need to go off and do something different <laughs> after a while. And um, I went to work for Digital Asset uh, down in New York City, so I was working on their smart contract language, DAML, um, and uh, that was a real kick. Uh, but then from there, I went off and, and joined the... Um, Uh, Enterprise Ethereum Alliance, the EEA, because I I really wanted to get a feel for that set of folks, you know, what was going on there. Um, And uh, wound up finding myself here at the IWA. And and it's actually kind of serendipitous the way that worked out. You know, at the EEA, um, there was this side project at the time, you know, called the uh, uh, Token Taxonomy Initiative. Um, And that had come into the EEA from, uh, from Marley Gray and Microsoft who had come up with this idea on how to actually come up with a standard token taxonomy um, that crossed all boundaries. And, and um, you know, like, like a good corporate citizen, Microsoft figured out it was better to make this open, you know, than to keep it as part of the company, um, but they needed to find a home. And uh, since Microsoft was already a member of the EA and, and Marley was on the board, uh, and since so many tokens are already in the Ethereum ecosystem, you know, it was a good place for it to, to fit and sit. Um, but, you know, given that it was not just ethereum only it's uh, basically platform agnostic you know it had to come out at some point um and this is the year we decided to you know set it free and and give it its own make it its own organization and uh, i just chose to go with it because you know i've had a i've had a a a love of blockchain since my later days at ibm in fact the reason i left ibm is is because uh they did some physical relocation things and if i wanted to stay with blockchain I would have had to move. Uh, and I said, no, I think I'd rather just go find another place to work because <laughs> I like it where I am. Um, so I, I came out with the IWA. I, I think uh, what we're doing here uh, is something nobody's actually really done before. And when you you know love blockchain and technology of that fashion, to sit above the platform is really where you want to be. Because then I can look at Ethereum. I can look at Fabric. I can look at Corda. I can look at Neo. I can look at all what all these guys are doing and find a way to, you know, try to bring them together. So I'm not restricted to any one company or any one organization. I get to see it all. And they're, they're like all my children. And it's a, it's a really fun place to be.
0: So if you could give us uh, your elevator pitch for what the interwork Alliance is IWA, uh, what would that be? And could you also integrate what your role is with IWA in that answer?
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, I think to, to make a nutshell of it, you know, you see this, this, this struggle for things to come out of the blockchain world, right? You know, you're, you really trying to find those, those great applications, those things that everybody says, you know, that you could go down the street and say, Hey, have you heard of this? And they go, Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. That that hasn't really happened yet. And I think a lot of the problem is we, we look at this traditionally, we look at it from a technology up, right? So people say, I want to do a project. All right. Which, which blockchain platform are I going to start with, right? So you're picking a platform and almost inevitably you can never find something that exactly matches your business case. So you start to manipulate your business case a little bit to fit where you are. And and those kinds of changes just keep rolling down the pike and make it harder and harder for you to do what you're trying to get done. And, And sometimes, you know, the projects go away. The thinking behind the IWA is that why don't we take a business down approach, right? First, start to really crisply define what is the business trying to achieve, put a common terminology around that, a real formal precision around the language, and make sure that everybody is talking the same way. Um, And then, you know, build specs around that, uh, build a certification process around that, but let the development happen after the fact, right? So the IWA has nothing to do with implementation whatsoever. We build specifications that will allow somebody to define a token, for example, or to define some, some contractual fragments against the token. Um, but that all just leads to a big spec. And then that gets turned over to uh, a programmer who will determine, you know, where do I actually want to put this? And then they'll put it down there and, and let it flower. Um, my role here has been uh, multifaceted. I mean, we started, uh, I actually took a month off in between the, the two projects, and, and, and I essentially worked for free, as did Ron, uh, to get this thing up and started and running. So I guess for, for a period of time, I was almost like a co-director with, uh, with our president, Ron Resnick. Um, my official role is, is to be the director of marketing, um, but I'm also doing ecosystem growth right now. So you know, anybody who's interested in joining the IWA, usually either Ron or I'll chat with them and you know make sure they know what's going on. And you know, some point down the road, once everything's up and running and smooth, then I'll just be handling the marketing aspect of it.
0: Very cool. So I think um, to kind of go into a little bit more of the technicalities and specifications, maybe for our listeners, you could just at a broad level define what tokens and what tokenization is from the IWA's perspective. Um, because for our listeners, uh, maybe a lot of them are only familiar with the term tokenization in the form of digital currencies. So what does IWA mean and and what is IWA thinking of across various verticals when they're talking about tokens and tokenization?
1: Right. So, So that is an unfortunate thing. I mean, you can see that given, you know, blockchain is actually not really new technology. It goes back to papers 10, 20 years ago, but it wasn't until Bitcoin came out. That you actually had a practical implementation and and most people started to talk about it. And that, of course, is a cryptocurrency platform. And then you had Ethereum, which you know, of course, again is based on a cryptocurrency. So all the early thinking of what tokens were, you know, just kind of get formulated on that. A token is a cryptocurrency. IWA does not take that perspective. With us, a token is basically an expression of value. So if you were to you know, hold up a dollar bill. Well, we're not, we're not on video here, but if oftentimes I'll hold up a dollar bill and say, you know, this is a piece of paper, but it expresses my right to pay a certain part of my taxes to my government. Um, if I had uh, tickets to a concert, if we were still going to concerts anymore, um, I would say, this gives me the right, you know, to enter this space and have this particular seat. So those are tokens. I mean, they're, they're physical tokens, but they're representing the value of something else. So in the IWA, Um, you know, to keep the, let's keep the financial thought for a second. You know, you could think about dematerialized stock markets where, you know, there are no longer paper shares, everything's electronic, but you can define a share of a company as a token. You can define an insurance policy, you know, as a token. You can define, um, uh, well, here's a good one. I mean, if you think about fractional ownership of real estate, something we really can't do today. um, If I could take a property uh, and and find a way to tokenize it so that maybe I can create uh, a thousand tokens that represent the collective share of this property, then people can own various pieces of it, right? So all, anything physical can be tokenized um, and many things digital are tokens themselves. So it's really for us, it's just the expression of something that represents value. And value uh, doesn't even have to be a physical thing. It could be a thought. You know, um, I've, I've uh, gone and done this task You know, that can be tokenized. You know, the fact that I've done and completed this task, there's a mark and a a remembrance of that in the system. So we just want to follow that path. And that opens us up to any field, right? So if you look at the people who are joining the IWA, you know, I've certainly got the financials. I've got the banks and and the big companies. Um, I've got somebody from shipping that's in there. We're starting to talk to airlines. Uh, We talked to uh, a ground transportation company today, um, and and they're very positive on that. Uh, I've talked to some real estate folks. Any vertical has the same problem, right? They want to create contractual obligations across things of value, and they want to use this tokenized space for it. They just want to do it in a cohesive way that everybody else is using together.
0: So... Why do enterprise and business-level entities need things like definitions and frameworks and contracts and clauses to tokenize their assets?
1: Well, you don't. Um, You could do it without, um, but then the next consortium down the road is going to do the same thing and use their own language and their own way of doing it, and you're never going to talk to them, right? So, you know, let's face it. There are people already today um, central bank digital currencies, for example, a lot of projects are already underway with that. Um, so there are lots of ways that folks are going about it, but they're all going about it on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're trying to do is bring cohesion back to the world so that if if I go off and, and build a CBDC here uh, and you go off and build one over there, since we're using the same terminology, the same interfaces, you know, the same behaviors and characteristics of the underlying tokens, then perhaps we have a better chance of interchange. And, and that's really where the naming of the Interwork Alliance came from. We want things to work together. We want to make sure that as everybody launches their projects, all of these projects can work together. Not, not at the level of a protocol. Like we're not trying to, to you know, write a protocol that allows you know, a quarter to talk to, to Fabric. That's that's too deep for us. You know, that's too low. Level. I want to have a business level interoperability whereby I know that these pieces can work because they're talking the same language, they're exposing the same interfaces, and everybody's doing the same thing.
0: Very cool. So you were mentioning at the beginning of our conversation that the Token Taxonomy Framework was born out of the Token Taxonomy Initiative, which was initially designed and developed while you were with the uh, Ethereum Enterprise Alliance, the EEA. So why did the team... You, you and the team at the IWA now initially choose to build under the umbrella of the EEA?
1: Uh, it was simply a matter of convenience. As I said, Microsoft was was in the EEA. Marley was on the board. Uh, many tokens that they had looked at came from the Ethereum space. So, um, you know, there was already uh, a lot of infrastructure in place. It really was a very incremental ad to bring them in. Um, so it made sense to, as a starting point, you know, they could have gone off to the Linux foundation. They could have gone off to some other foundation and done it, but it seemed to be the fact that all the pieces were there to make it fit here. Um, and that, that's really all it was a matter of uh, convenience and circumstance.
0: And from the beginning, was the EEA amenable to the fact that you and your team were eventually going to break away and become a more protocol agnostic consortia?
1: I think that was always known. I mean, even, you know, I joined the EEA after the TTI was already there and and it was already, you know, it was always figured that this would eventually have to go um, simply because it is platform agnostic. Um, It doesn't mean that we don't work on Ethereum stuff. A lot of our members are very Ethereum heavy um, and uh, it's going to benefit the Ethereum community as much as anybody else's community, right? But just simply in terms of, you know, where organizations, uh, you know, sit and fit, you know, it really was always a concept that the TTI would have to come off and become its own thing.
0: Mm -hmm. And so for you personally, for Paul, what was your inspiration for going with the team to the IWA as opposed to staying and working on other uh, projects or initiatives at the EEA?
1: Simply because, you know, as I said earlier, it's more inclusive, right? I can still work on Ethereum projects and I am going to still work on Ethereum projects, but I'm also now going to work on fabric projects and quarter projects and, and others as well. Now, you know, that's, you know, as I said, we're platform agnostic, but our members are going to go down there. And as they build these out, you know, me as the marketing director, you know, I'm going to, you know, expose these to the world and talk about them. The, the one thing I love to do personally is understand really cool technology at a deep level. I am an engineer by training, by the way. I've got, a, I've got an EE and a, and a master's of comp sci. Um, so don't dismiss me, this is the marketing guy. Um, I love learning the technology and then expressing it back to people. So this platform gives me the ability to look at everything going on. And by the way, um, the IWA does not even dictate that it has to be a blockchain, right? You could be working on distributed databases or any other medium that makes sense for you. Um, we do not specify the platform, we're specifying specs. And eventually our members are going to build out product on various platforms and then I'm going to get to talk about them. I mean, what's, what's cooler than that?
0: <laughs> Not much. It sounds like uh, you've carved yourself out a, a nice role in a nice niche. Um, so as we're kind of transitioning toward the end of our conversation, I kind of wanted to touch a little bit on the role of the members of the IWA who represent public platforms, uh, most notably uh, like Neo and Chainlink. hmm
1: Um, same as everybody, to be honest, Dylan, I mean, we're, we're, um, we come together, right? So, so you got these owners of public platforms coming together with owners of private platforms as well. Um, the goal is to make things work at the higher level, right? So these members are all going to work together and they're going to create specifications that work on both of their platforms, uh, and, and benefit both. Now we also have a bit of a, of a feedback loop in the system whereby even though we define standards and specs, a member can contribute code back or reference implementations back so that others can use. So that you can envision, you know, somebody creating some sort of a token, say an e-money token, the definition's all in there. And then various bits and pieces might be, you know, you might have something coded in Solidity for an Ethereum platform. You might have something, you know, coded in chain in chain code for, for a fabric one. Uh, it really starts to come back together. And, we also have associations with groups, you know, like, um, like Hyperledger, where maybe uh, we might start to see some reference implementations of our standards go there. And, you know, as you're aware, it's, they're not just focused on, you know, non-eth- they, they got Ethereum stuff in there now. And I think they're really looking to expand as well. So um, these guys are all they're They're going to kind of put those platforms aside, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. And just make sure that the standards that are being built on top will work well with their platforms. And, and they're intended to work with all platforms. So I see a lot of collaboration. Um, you know, you look at some of the members, they're, they're they're fierce competitors, you know, out in the marketplace. But when they come together under the IWA umbrella, they're all working for a common good. I mean, you, you try to raise all the boats, right, by making one thing that works for everybody.
0: So do you think that there's this sort of level of coopetition that, Various public blockchain platforms are going to benefit from, and are there any other general areas you think they might benefit from the IWA?
1: Yeah, I absolutely do see it, and, and you know, and I saw it at the EEA as well. You know, if you think about it, over in that space, there are like five or six different client providers, all have their their own objectives, but yet they came out with it with a standardized client spec, right? So it's the same thing here. You've got all these you know competitors that are working together, cooperating uh, in order to get this done, you know? And like I said, it raises all the boats. I mean, what you're starting to do is you're starting to make, uh, as, as the implementations come out that are based on IWA specs, it's going to start to create the platforms where those out, where those, uh, those implementations live, you know, get more higher credibility. You know, the, the one thing we haven't really talked about here is the last piece of the puzzle is certification. Right, so one of the th- one of the hallmarks of our organization will be that um, we're going to put in place a certification process, ensuring that uh, if a member builds a product and they go through the certification, that product is insured to have met all the protocol requirements, right? And that means that that product, maybe let's say that's on a Neo blockchain, should be able to communicate at a business level with, with a similar product that's been certified on a different blockchain. Right. So once you start to get that ability to do business level interworking, it raises all the platforms because now a client has the the choice. Right. I say I want this business operation. This guy put it over here. That guy put it over there. I I can choose. And then if I don't like the one that I chose, you know, I, I switch over and I'm guaranteed to work. That's the whole concept here is we want to make these applications work well and work well across platforms so that clients feel confident. Uh, and and they trust what they're getting when, when it's uh, IWA certified and branded.
0: Very cool. And my last question for our conversation today, at least, in the webinar yesterday, um, leadership of the IWA iterated that the direction of the IWA is up to its members. So can you expand upon that and how it impacts your outreach to uh, new potential IWA members?
1: Yeah, well, that, that's one of the really cool things I like about being here is you know, a lot of folks think that when you join an organization, that organization is, you know, saying, here's what we do, you know, here's what you're going to do. It's actually quite the opposite in the IWA. You know, Ron, myself, you know, Ramesh, we just set a structure, right? We, we provide help. And when the members come in, they, they set the terms as to where they want to go. So, you know, I, I, you know, as an example, I had an inquiry from somebody that said, I'd really like to start to do something around CB, CBD Say, well, that's cool. Um, get a couple of central banks together, get them to join. Central banks being government entities, by the way, can join for free as associates. Um, come in, create a, create a working group and get going. You're the member. This is what you want to do. This is the path you want to take. You've got people who want to collaborate with you. It's done. You know, we'll provide the support. We'll get the structure going. We'll fix the tooling so that it all works with that. And, and then you move along. So member-led organization means that everybody has an equal say, right? So every member has one vote, regardless of size or longevity in place. You all get a vote. You all get to say what you're going to do. And it's all going to be based on the collaborative efforts. What do people want to do together is where we're going to go in the future. So we've, we've kind of set um, an initial stake here, right? The teams, you got to start somewhere. So we started with a certain point. But once the members get in here and start working, they're going to define how it's going to go moving forward.
0: Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. I know that you're very busy in the first official month of IWA and lots of people are reaching out to you. So congratulations on the consortia's early success. And uh, hopefully we get to catch up again sometime in the future.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, hey, listen, after 36 years in the industry, I feel like a kid again. <laughs> you know, this is This is a lot of fun. It's a great place to be.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Paul, and um, have a great day. All
1: right, you too, Dylan. Take care.
0: Cheers. Well, what did you think of that conversation? I thought it was really interesting to hear about the different verticals the IWA is chatting with and that they all share a similar problem stemming from a lack of resources across tokenizing assets. I also enjoyed learning that the IWA is bringing entities that often compete with one another to the same table so that all boats can rise with the tide. I look forward to following along as the IWA offers more credibility for its participating members and that confidence increases in the growing IWA-branded frameworks and tooling. Two Keep up to date with the latest in the Neo ecosystem. Visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes and or Spotify and leave a 5-star review if you feel others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn about the NNT pod and the Neo ecosystem. So Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Neo News Today podcast and we look forward to catching you next time.